0: Came so fast you can run his podcast at point five. Results are conclusive, just know that he argues both sides. His GM is a shadow of his former self. Talking gang yourself, The GM and the shadow. I've got the of romantos Let you in and out shadow, 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 shadow. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Shadow of the GM podcast. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about my um, Dungeon Fantasy GURPS game we're going to be starting and more importantly about the character creation we'll be doing for that. And we talk a little bit about the uh, play-by-post space game I'm also starting. So without any further ado, let's get straight into it. So before we get started, I want a quick little diversion just to say that I've actually bought a new microphone, Uh, so I've got a new slight audio setup for this uh, podcast, so hopefully that sounds a bit better when we're playing. I'll also be testing it when I'm gaming and see if this kind of setup works a little bit better, certainly from the volume and the quality of the audio that... (laughs) people playing my game and listeners will get. So if you listen to it, let me know if it sounds better. Hopefully it will be better than a headset or like a (laughs) microphone on an earbud kind of thing, uh, which is what I was using before. It's not an expensive microphone, but hey, we'll see. We'll give it a go just now. I haven't got loads of money, so I can't spend a fortune on a fancy audio setup. To get back into GURPS, so I best a bit of context before I get too much into it. Um I had is my plan to get into GURPS and kind of learn it as thoroughly as I can as a system. And so from that, I initially started off, as you might have seen from previous episodes, doing running Ion Aris as a campaign, well not a campaign, a short adventure, with the idea that was a low magic, low point cost kind of system, or fact, zero magic, low point cost system, to kind of get used to some of the basics of the GURPS games into that. I have also then run a horror one shot again where I didn't really use an awful lot of magic because it was more just uh, mythos creatures and things, but none of the player characters had access to magic. Um, try a few other mechanisms in that sense and do a bit more combat again uh, what I'm moving on to now is what I originally planned to do which was to run some dungeon fantasy uh, the idea being that you know if I actually enjoy running GURPS dungeon fantasy as much as I do D&D and get the same sort of kick that you get getting playing Dungeons & Dragons is it worth me going back through all my second edition stuff and kind of sort of relearning that system and getting to know that system intimately when actually I'd rather just play it in GURPS anyway and see how we go so that was kind of the plan it has changed a little bit uh, which I'll get into when I talk a bit more about it but that's kind of I guess the context about it Further to that as well which I might talk a little bit in this podcast I'm also starting to run a play-by-post GURP space game uh, so that'll have its own challenges but again that's a bit more about trying out some of the more higher tech things and the higher tech armor and weapons and weapons with like higher rates of fire and recoil and stuff and get to know some of those rules. Also, because it's play-by-post, I've got time to read up and stuff, so I might throw in some situations where we've got things like radiation rules and stuff, which I know we're in groups and kind of getting to know some of those sort are more obscure sort of foibles in there. And the idea is to try and learn some of those things so that, you know, in the future I can kind of, A, know where to find them quickly, and B, have some sort of sense of how they work and what I think is cool mechanisms, which ones aren't. So anyway, I guess with that sort of preamble aside, let's talk a bit more about uh, my Dungeon Fantasy. So let's talk about character creation in the Dungeon Fantasy game. Um, so originally I was going with the full sort of preset rules in GURPS Dungeon Fantasy Adventurers, which was to use the templates for everybody and just go straight off the 250 point templates to save people to use and go from that. Now, in actual fact, my reason for doing that wasn't for my own benefit it was more for the benefit of the players that you know GURPS character creation can be quite complex and um, now fortunately my players have had a bit of experience now because they've played in nine hours and they've already played stuff before they've played in the one shot horror one that was a quick character creation system which was a lot easier um but I felt it was time to kind of bump it up a bit so the 250 point characters, so they're quite expensive quite a lot to build off but I felt it was quite you know acceptable to kind of give it a try because we could use the templates. Now, what has evolved a little bit from that is that one of the more experienced players had asked a few questions because we ended up at the party without any kind of healers or clerics and things. Now, in Dungeon Fantasy, they've done the thing where they've kind of tried to maintain the D&D niche protection by having certain spells limited to the clerics and the druids and things to kind of go off that one. Now that's not base GURPS. Base GURPS, magic's open to everybody. So you just have to learn spells through the prerequisites or your levels of majory. So if you don't know what that is, um, have a look at the core rules, but majory is basically like an advantage that you pick, which determines how good you are at casting spells and also access to higher level or more powerful spells because there aren't really levels in GURPS. Um, So we had a quick discussion and I agreed that because we don't have a cleric I'm unlikely to have one and so it's not stepping on anyone's niche kind of toes at the moment and um, I was quite happy to kind of go with more of the GURPS magic full system settings for him to build the wizard than it wants to just stick to the dungeon fantasy one and I mean it's not a massive change because he has used most of the sort of standard stuff you'd have with a wizard but just added those things in and said he's an experienced player so he knows what he's doing the other thing was that one of the players, um, Clara, she actually wanted a different race to the one the standard race. She had this really, really good idea for a race. So we had quite a few sort of conversations in between about what she wanted and stuff. So we've managed to build a race for her. And similarly then, when we've looked at building a character, we've actually ended up building it from scratch. No no template involved. I mean, there was a little bit of looking at the templates to get an idea of what she wanted and stuff, but we've kind of done it. Um, Al carte, for lack of a better word. Now, the reason why I feel comfortable doing this in groups is A because I've been messing around with the rules enough now I'm starting to get a very good handle on it and it's not really rocket science Groups, to be honest um, and it is a case of once you've read things like how to be a GURPS GM once you've played a few games as well you do know some of the things to point towards so She's essentially built this character a bit like a sort of scout ranger type, so some sort of like skills and basically survival, sort of like camouflage, stalking, stealth, observation skills and things. um So I gave her a few other ones like naturalist because she lives in the you know the wilderness and stuff and animal empathy for animals and things. So basically, she started building the bare bones. I made some suggestions, and what we've done is what you should always do, as Chair Webster would say, with any sort of game system, let alone gurps is we've kind of collaboratively sat down and worked together and built up the character she wanted to play. And um, this character is light on the combat skills. In fact, she's got. Um, I won't go too much of details, but she has the ability to have like sharp claws and teeth and things. So she can attack with like a bare hands in a way, but she's not really a martially orientated, um, which is an interesting choice to go with. So what sort of ended up happening, I guess, from this, is I think we're moving a bit away from the dungeon fantasy sort of plan and moving more towards just general sort of standard GURPS fantasy. Um, now, I'm kind of fairly okay with this because I think from the way I game and the way I play these days, I'm not massively sold in the whole dungeon crawl kind of delving type thing anyway from the games. I do seem to be enjoying much more the character inter- interaction and the plot lines and kind of exploring and stuff and all the rest of it. So, in actual fact, the building like uh, mega dungeons per se to go and do stuff isn't really the key point behind it. Um, if you read Dungeon Fantasy, it's kind of a little bit tongue-in-cheek at times by the fact it refers to its players often as munchkins um, at it because it is trying to emulate what you know, Steve Jackson's very much biased towards Dungeon Dragons, where he was kind of described as a munchkin game. Which, if you if you he, if you listen to his like interviews and stuff, and if you've seen some of the stuff he wrote about Munchkin when he was writing it, it is a little bit tongue-in-cheek himself because of like his experiences in early D and stuff. Um, but it was about building a game whereby, you know, you go and you kill lots of things, take lots of treasure and lot, make lots of money, which I don't think will be the driving force for my players anyway. I don't really get the sense from my players that's what they want to do. And it's not massively from my point of view what I want to do. this led a little bit of a shift because it did lead me to think, well actually, although I play Dungeons and Dragons Am I really wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons when I play it? Is that actually what I am trying to do? Or am I just using Dungeons and Dragons as like an access point to how I want to play games? And this is the key kind of interesting thing that's kind of kicked off in my brain because when people started going off piste on it a little bit by making suggestions outside of the Dungeon Fantasy thing, I wasn't thinking, oh no, but I want to play D&D, I want to make it as on D&D. I was actually thinking, oh yeah, this is cool. Let's go with it because I really like this idea. And that to me, I think is a thing. Um, I think I've said before in other, other shows, other episodes, that I'm not a massive fan of class-based systems, level-based systems, etc., because of how restrictive I find them to be. And I'm feeling a little bit about this is what GURPS is kind of breaking away from. So yeah, there's a points cost and you could argue that's like an arbitrary kind of level thing, but it's how customizable your characters are, how sort of much nuances you can get from the way GURPS works and how you can tweak things the way you want to. It's like the fact we managed to work with Clara and build her the character exactly as she wanted, exactly the kind a race concept that she wanted all those ideas, and I suggested disadvantages and advantages that would kind of make that work and pull off the bonuses. And then she was laughed at some of the quite amusing things I added in there to suggest things to like give her more points as disadvantages, but kind of fit with how she described the character and things she said, things she said would disturb people if they found out I thought well let's put it in as this kind of disadvantage and she loved it and then they gave her points and were able to then spend it on skills to kind of flesh out what she wanted her character to do and it's felt like really really cool and it's not to say you couldn't do that with um, d d or other systems where you could choose to kind of tweak the character classes and stuff but I think to me this is the whole thing with GURPS being a toolkit is that it is 100% designed the way that that is how you build your characters you have your concepts and you work out from that what you want them to do and what you want them to be able to do what sort of negatives you want from them and then you basically find the disadvantages that fit those bills um, and it's I think with GURPS it's that experience about knowing if someone says you know well I want them people to be disturbed by this or upset by this or you know I want them to be like this way and people might find that a bit funny about you knowing from the GURPS rules what disadvantage that would be in the flavor of that disadvantage and um, which is what we kind of did with with Clara's character and it made it a lot easier having come across it and having seen sample ones and I think that's something I might talk about in a bit about the the sample characters you kind of find if you you search out there in the community so yeah but I guess that's the main upshot and the other thing to say about the dungeon fantasy campaign is a bit around world building so I basically stole some stuff from stole borrowed some stuff from sparks uh, from a spark and fake core as well and basically built together a method of like creating this game world we're playing in so the way it works is you take sort of people from idea from media they're interested in so books tv programs films or whatever that they're most inspired by at the moment and from that you pull out their inspirations things about those that they're finding most inspiring and most interesting and then from that, we then start pulling together what the genre is, but we decided it was fantasy, so it's a bit easier. The sort of like level of tone that we're going for, we pick the scale of what we're doing, so we're sticking to very much a kingdom stroke, sort of city-based one at the moment, we're not going to like world-spanning. We've gone for a slightly darker tone, but we want some heroic undertones because some of the players are saying they don't want it to be that their heroes are not capable. They want to be fairly heroic, but sort of the idea is that the heroes are very rare, so they're a very rare breed. There aren't these all-powerful NPCs kicking around, and most people out there are basically commoners who are dying frequently from monsters and monsters it's all pervading evil so quite a grim kind of warhammer-esque kind of setting in a way but their characters are going to be heroes in this darkness um although there's going to be that pervading grimness i think in the background behind it also i'll see how well i can pull that one off it it might be a bit of a challenge but i kind of like that sort of setting anyway i'm quite keen on the the grim one (laughs) it has to be said um Yeah, so we kind of built this world up, and so I built a rough map as well at the moment that we're kind of working from, and so we've got some adventure hooks to get them started on, and we're going to see, so it's going to be fairly open, and we're going to be exploring it, but I've got a good sense of what this world is, and who the people are, and the factions and things, so it's not a blank slate as such. There is very much a defined, you know, who people are, what the government is, you know, what the machinations are behind the scenes um, but because it's open we haven't put too much of the details on some of the points because obviously those details need to wait till we decide which sort of path we're going to be taking so i guess that's kind of it from the dungeon fantasy point of view and um, so yeah quite an interesting one and hopefully it's going to work well so I'll next talk a little bit i guess about the gurp space game that i'm looking into running let's talk about space baby so I decided that I wanted to try a bit of the more, I guess, modern struct futuristic rules and GURPS. Now, at the moment, I am running the GURPS Dungeon Fantasy game once a week. I'm running a MERP game still uh, every two weeks. i will have to see about the future of that one, Jason, when we get to the end of this particular adventure, which might be ending soon, fingers crossed. Depends how long you take messing around. Um, so I decided it wasn't probably worth trying to do a GURPS face-to-face game. Uh, well, I say face-to-face. Everything's online at the moment, online game. Um, so I thought I might give it another try at doing something play-by-post. Now, notoriously, I had very bad luck with play-by-post games, either ones I was running or ones I was playing in, but they haven't lasted very long and they've kind of trailed off. Now, my thinking is that hopefully, with it being GURPS and I'm already running GURPS, um, and I'm sticking to one thing, this will be different because normally when I've played in games, it's been a case of, trying out different systems of the play by post and things and it's a bit of a case of trying to stay on top of how that system runs and what does what etc now fortunately if i'm keeping two out of the three games at the moment germs it should be easier because i'm not having to relearn stuff it's a bit like keeping the same rules in my head and understanding the same rules and things um, and it'll just be a case of the plots sort of moving along also, I find GURPS quite intuitive in a way that how the rules work. If someone wants to do something, I find it fairly easy to kind of know what it is. The other thing sometimes have to double check is what are the defaults if they haven't got the skills, etc., and some of the modifiers. But again, that'll be quite easy from running that both sets of times. Um, I think as I said earlier in the show, the main reason for to do the space one is a because I love a bit of sci-fi. Um, I don't like doing fantasy 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 all the time it's kind of not what i'm into all the time i do like fantasy i'm not having a go at anyone who likes fantasy i just like doing a bit of sci-fi sometimes a bit like modern mystery sometimes a bit of like horror kind of settings a bit of cthulhu-esque kind of investigations you could argue that sci-fi sometimes a bit of fantasy i don't know depends where you want to put that category in science fiction it falls into quite frequently um so yeah I gotta go with that it's a fairly hard sci-fi setting we're kind of going for so it's not going to be filled with like you know space zombies and loads of aliens and things the idea is it's going to be fairly much human interaction with other humans and um, different colonies and stuff it's I'm taking a lot of the lead I guess from a bit of traveler a little bit of David Weber's on a Harrington universe and how some of the science works behind it just because for various reasons I know the kind of science behind the space travel and the sort of hyper systems fairly well and I kind of to use that so I don't have to learn Lots of extra stuff. I'm going to pinch the stuff I know about hyper limits and things and hyper bands and how, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gravity wedges work from Peller drives and stuff from Oral Harrington to kind of pinch all that kind of technology and kind of throw that in there. Excuses me having to think of anything new or drag something from any other media. Um, but the idea is going to be it's been much about exploring sort of lost colonies effectively and trying to bring them back into the fold um, and, you know, of some things. So there might be some things like hidden alien tech that come across, but it's going to be very much less uh, an alien's kind of vibe and much more kind of like coming across these mysterious like ruins and things that they don't really understand the technology behind or really primitive alien life forms like animals and things like you know ecologies that evolved on planets rather than it being you know a bug hunt or anything of that nature or you know klingons and romulans and things so just to kind of give that a try And mostly the reason for that again is ease on myself because if there's not millions of alien races out there i don't have to worry about you know inventing all these different alien races it's more about interactions with the humans and stuff that they come across in the different you know societies are coming to and how they're going to try and you know complete their mission of trying to survey these worlds and find out what they're worth without getting themselves into trouble and that's kind of the main plan behind that one. So in a way, I feel that should be fairly easy. Um, so I'm using Gamers Plane uh, as the forum at the moment to run that one on. People are submitting the character sheets and that, but I am tempted to maybe see if we can move them onto GURPS calculator because if I can put it on a GCS file, I can upload it onto the website. And the advantage of the GURPS calculator is it can do a lot of stuff for me. Um, it can keep track of their health and fatigue, and I can kind of keep track of that on there in a bit of an easier way. So I just need to persuade my players to kind of you know get access to that one and maybe get them to upload files onto there to run it. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah. Just a kind of quick update on that's my plan around that, I guess, and um, see where it goes. So last kind of thing I want to mention today was what I was talking about before, which is about using some of those GURPS community resources to help me in the game. So I uh, she'll talk a little bit about that. So I guess what I want to really say about community resources from GURPS is that it's quite easy with GURPS being a toolset and um, with the vastness of the resources out there to kind of get a bit lost in it. And what I found quite useful really was rather than just go off blind and start building like new races and new things was to kind of have a real nosy at the GURPS community. So there's a lot of GURPS players out there, a lot of GURPS GMs have got a lot of experience and a lot of the things you want to do have already been done. And so for example, there's websites out there like a GURPS wiki that's out there that has loads of DD monsters that have already been converted by people to GURPS. And it's a case that even if you don't use that as is, you can use it to kinda of, as a base point to kind of mess around with things and change things. And I found that really, really useful. I've also found it really good to Suggest ideas. Um, So, for example, you know, it's the first time I came across the odious racial habit, as opposed to odious personal habit, where you can give like a racial template, something they do, which is something that other races potentially find a bit, you know, disturbing and things. That's something we pulled into Clara's character when they built the race for her, and I guess it's the thing. It's the 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 idea that basically. I mean this exists for other things with srds and stuff and you know it's not exclusive to gurps but i would say that if you are wanting to do stuff in gurps rather than just kind of sit there scratching your head at the rules if you're thinking oh i'd really like to do this but i don't know where to start it's say have a look on those gurps forums you know be do a quick google search and see if anyone out there has already done some of the work for you because i said even if you don't use everything they've done it gives you those ideas. You kind of get to see how they've built the things using the GURPS rules out there, and it gives you a better understanding. I feel of how things are meant to be used because you kind of tapping into that experience people have got. For example, you know you can see how they've applied some sort of use like a damage reduction system to you know include the fact that a creature might have like tough skin or some sort of armor plating on it and things. And use that sense it tells you about the innate attack something has, which is something you might not have thought about. You know, and it's a bit like bringing that into a game and sort of like it therefore makes you think about how you GURPSify the creatures the races the characters you want and that's that's the key thing to me it's a bit about that community resources there basically giving you all these nice useful clues about how you can make things fit in GURPS and I think that's really the main thing I wanted to say I found that really really useful and my thanks goes out to all those members of the community I can't really name all of them because there's loads that I kind of looked around for stuff but it's really cool to kind of go out there and have a look on those forums like I said the Steve Jackson games forums have got loads of information lots of people have done loads of different conversions on there and like racial templates and things on there and um, I know because like this is very heavily Warhammer influenced this, there's things like Skaven templates out there that I was sort of having a nosy at for looking at, you know, to use those for Skaven and things. Um, as I said before, there's a lot of DD templates out there for things like goblins and orcs and stuff. Um, also on that front, if you use the GURPS calculator, which I mentioned before, the website, people have put sample characters they've built on there and they have got sample races like, you know, orc berserkers and things on there too. So again, it's a really good place to have a look and think about is that how you want to run yours and is that a good place to kind of get those templates. And it basically saves you a lot of groundwork. I mean, if you go on there... You can pretty much search for most things and it'll bring up straight away like a character you can run and see if you have to do all that background working, like I said, and you kind of pull things out a bit more on the fly and build up your own database from there of, you know, races and things that you might want to pull out if you're doing random encounters and stuff. And I think that's really, really cool to kind of have that resource sitting there. And I think that's the key thing to me. It's a bit like, you know, you're not limited these days, so just the books of paper that you've got and with GURPS being a toolkit I can understand how you know there's not like a, a bestiary with it kind of thing, it's a bit like do you feel limited that you haven't got it, it's worth saying that Dungeon Fantasy does have a monsters book and they have got things like goblins and hobgoblins and they have got you know orcs and things in there and they've got skeletons and zombies so they've got your kind of ones in there too, um, it's things like kobolds that might, might be in there and stuff and things that yeah, people have done, like I said scaven for Warhammer that I've pinched in there there are like conversion rules, someone's done a, a GURPS kind of Warhammer conversion thing they've done two which I suspect possibly might push a bit on the legality kind of stuff but it definitely helps you get that sort of theme behind how it should be i haven't used it to be fair for this one because we kind of built this setting ourselves but it does exist i know some people have done sort of conversions for warhammer Forty Thousand for how they think the weapon should work and stuff so there's loads and loads of resources out there for you to sort of pick and choose from if you want to kind of get a feel for something and you want to know how that kind of fits into how that's done so i guess that's the key thing i want to say is have a look at those community resources and do you know do really use them and have a look and make sure you kind of pull those out if you want to run groups and it saves you having to do a lot of the work yourself really in a way because other people out there have got loads of experience to share so yeah i think that's the main thing for me and that's kind of it for this episode so that's it for episode 49 and that's it for this week just want to say um Thanks to everyone who's still listening to the show. I've noticed my listeners have dropped off a bit recently. I don't know it's just because I haven't been uploading, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to keep these going out and whilst I've still got mad thoughts in my head that I want to share. Um, I might be tempted to do a review next time. I've not done a review of systems in a while, but a conversation I've had recently about another system, someone's sparked off the idea that I've not reviewed this particular system and I might kind of do it because I've played it a while back and GM'd it a while back. And uh, so I have quite strong sort of feelings about it in a way. So I'd really like to probably do that one. As always with the show, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave me a message. You can either go to anchor.fm slash Shadow and leave me a voice message on there with the Anchor app. Or you can email me at gmshadow at hotmail.com and you can send a larger voice message there if you want to. And I can upload it and add it to the show. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at gmshadow. Uh, I'm also on MeWe kicking around on the audio dungeons as well as GURPS forums and some of the other tabletop role-playing ones as well This show tends to go up there so you can probably find it on there if you're looking for it Uh, i also am on discord and the audio dungeon discord as well as a few others kicking around out there so if you you look me up you'll generally try and find me i'm usually gm shadow with the same symbol to make life easier (laughs) easier people to hunt me down if they want me so that's it for today like i said and so until next time keep on gaming